More breaking news at Georgia. Dean Luggy, Matt DeBerry, of course, we've always got you covered. This time, Matt, a transfer from Florida State tight end. Uh, Kirby understands how to use the portal. Trey McKinty coming into Georgia as a tight end uh, should compete for the starting job right away. Uh, Georgia's right on top of their scholarship allotment, but we know how attrition works. I, I guess I've, I've, I've sort of talked too much through this. Give us your thoughts on the headline here with McKinty coming in. Yeah, he's another guy who's going to bring experience in. Uh, he catches the ball well, uh, but they moved him around a good bit at Florida State. He, they used him in the screen game a little bit, uh, but they loved throwing it to him on those, you know, 10-yard curl routes, five-yard curl routes. But, you know, they went to him a lot, you know, uh, when they needed to get a first down right in the middle of the field. So he's going to uh, bring, you know, some more athleticism to the position. He's probably more athletic than – the guys currently on the roster right now, obviously Darnell Washington is going to come in and, and compete for playing time. But, you know, is John Fitzpatrick ready? Ryland Goaty's coming off uh, the injury. He redshirted last year. Uh, Brett Seether, I still think, look at more as a, a bigger wide receiver than an SEC tight end. So they need guys. I mean, Trey uh, McKitty is about 6'5", pushing 250. He's, he's another big kid who can catch the ball. And uh, bring more athleticism to the position, like I said earlier. So he's definitely a guy who I think is going to play, play early. Um, I wasn't sure if Eli Wolf was a the guy they brought in last year from the transfer portal. I wasn't sure how much he was going to play. And as we saw last year, he actually played a lot and, and played in important moments and in big games. So uh, when they go and get these guys through the portal, you know, Kirby wants these guys to come in and play. That's that's what they're doing. That's the whole point. So I definitely think uh, McKitty's going to come in here and uh, really push for a lot of playing time, especially if they keep running two tight end sets. I think you're going to see a lot of McKitty this fall. Well, they did that a lot under Jim Chaney, and then they that I mean, they did that a lot with Jim Chaney. But um, this year, you know, it was still out there. But the tight ends were basically they just weren't. They didn't matter. You know, no one no one was scared of Charlie Warner. No one was scared. Of Eli Wolf, I mean, they, they, you know, it took Charlie Warner four years to score a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I this, mean guy, this is a guy that played in the Rose Bowl a lot and early in the Rose Bowl too. I think, which which is crazy thinking back on it now. But if you're Todd Harley, you got to be excited. Uh, the 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 tight end room just got a lot better with McKitty and Darnell Washington coming in. Uh, you've got some weapons, and they haven't necessarily had weapons. They've right. had guys they could throw to. And maybe guys who can make an impact, but they weren't weapons. And I think McKitty could be a weapon if used properly. I mean, um, and obviously Darnell Washington is going to be uh, a weapon the second he gets on campus. So, uh, you know, big news for for Todd Hartley. He's got to be very very excited today. Well, you're seeing now why Todd was brought in. I think this week a year ago. I mean, you know, you, you look at Todd, see the situation. You know, when you start about talking about Darnell Washington, now you got McKitty coming on the way. Obviously, Carson Beck. He was critical with those guys. If you want to add some other guys in there, you can. And he has Jacksonville area. Yeah. And, it, again, this kid from Florida State, obviously, right. you know, Todd's known about him for a while. There's a connection there. But and I, mean, uh, I don't know what Todd had to deal with, what Todd had to do with Cager coming in. But my suspicion, obviously, being on the staff at Miami before that, he knew him, whether he was the reason why Lawrence came to Georgia or not, I don't know. But at the end of the day, um, you know, you've got the number one tight end in 2020, if I'm not mistaken. Or is Eric the number one? I, I mean, 
you can go back and forth with Darnell Washington and Eric Gilbert. Okay. They're both right there neck and neck. <laughs> I mean, I've seen, uh, Eric Gilbert's really good. Man. He is really good. He's I've really seen Eric Gilbert for a long time. Uh, and he was a guy George absolutely wanted. I saw Todd Hartley at uh, Eric's um, you know, spring game last year, almost coming up on a year now, I guess, uh, 10 months or whatever. But um, they, they wanted to bring in a second tight end uh, to go along with Darnell Washington. Uh, couldn't get it done, I guess, if you want to say that, on the recruiting trail. Um, Georgia was in the mix for pretty much every tight end uh, in the country. They were able to get Darnell Washington, and that was it. So it was really important that they brought another guy in. Um, and it looks like these could be the two who get the most playing time, uh, at oh, least yeah. you know, the most targets. Uh, but again, if you play tight end at Georgia, you're going to have to know how to block. And I think McKitty knows how to block. He's been... Um, very, very useful in the pass game for Florida State. And I watched him a little bit. He can block. He can get the job done. Uh, but, again, he's going up against SEC linemen now. And um, we'll see how well he can do. That's something that Charlie Warner did a nice job of uh, and something that Eli Wolf did a nice job of at times this year. Those guys weren't dominating blockers. Right. Maybe McKitty uh, could be that and more. Uh, Darnell Washington has the size and strength to be able to do that. But, at the end of the day, these guys catch passes. They're going to have to block, obviously. But uh, I, I would say that these two are, you know, could be weapons and important ones for Georgia this fall. Well, 23, 23 catches in 2019 for McKitty, 26 in 2018. That's about two a game, not quite two a game. I mean, I don't know. Bad quarterback play. I mean, really bad. Yeah, yeah, no question. But, I mean, you're. you're, you're you're bringing in now two guys from the ACC. They're not going to be used to dealing with um, what you know the SEC has got to offer. I mean, it's definitely going to be a different world, no doubt about it. But the cream of the crop, you know, no matter what, rises to the top. The question here is, you know, can these guys um, be difference makers in the fall? Can they be, you know, weapons? I mean, I, I you know, I look at the board all the time, and um, you know, can Carson Beck be a weapon this year? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I, I keep wanting to say Chris Milton, Kendall Milton, Marcus Roseme, Burton, Smith, Robinson. The receivers look like for sure weapons. Same thing with Washington. You know, you've got to keep uh, Broderick, but Broderick, Ratledge, and Van Pran specifically, they look like weapons, even though they're on the offensive line. Those three guys specifically. Carter on the defensive line, to me, for sure, looks like a weapon. Mikhail Sherman, for sure, looks like a weapon. Kyler Ringo, Ringo. Kyler Ringo looks like a weapon. If I'm saying you're a weapon, your your ability to play right now is what I'm saying. So Jalen Carter, how does he fit into next year on defensive line? Broderick Jones, if they sign him, where does he fit in? Same thing with Tate Ratledge. Where does, I mean, they, they're going to need a left tackle. Here with McKitty, I don't know if you're getting a weapon. I'm, I'm just being straight up. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's probably more of a weapon than a John Fitzpatrick. I think that's right. The guys on the roster. But is he a game changer? Probably not. Is he serviceable? I think you could say that. Um, but he does have experience. And you know he's played, if you want to call ACC, you know, major college football. It is. I mean, it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit yeah. below uh, the Atlantic, but... Uh, excuse me, the American Athletic Conference, but it is major college football. Yeah, so I don't think this guy is a huge game changer, and most players aren't, um, but right. he's a guy who they need. I think he's going to play, 
And I, I do think he is more of a weapon than the guys currently on the roster. So he and Darnell Washington, uh, that's a pretty good combination of coming into that tight end room uh, for this fall. I'll tell you one thing. I'm just looking at Florida State's year, and, I mean, they, they only became bowl eligible because of winning a game in double overtime in early September against Louisiana Monroe. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just bad football down there. And you do wonder, can guys – make a transition and, and, and be um, be difference makers in a way that they wouldn't have been at their other school. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. I, if anyone's saying, oh, this guy is going to be a killer, okay, you know, well, then we'll see that in the fall. But it seems to me like this is another person that is being added to the stack of players that Georgia has. And it is at Georgia, it has been the sum of the parts over the time with Kirby there. I mean, they've had some outstanding players, Roquan, Nick, Sony, guys like that. But generally speaking, even Jake Fromm needed this. He was part of the sum of the parts. I think this is another sum of the parts player. Um, But it's always about upgrading. Um, And, you know, Matt, you think that he gives them more of a chance in the passing game than what they had with, with the other three guys on campus. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Again, I, I like the phrase killer. I don't know if Trey McKitty's a killer. He's going to have to prove he, that. Yeah, and, and I do think he'll be given an opportunity. I think he's a guy who could come in and is going to play. I don't think this kid's coming in to sit on the bench. That's no. not what you know you get from these transfers. If Eli Wolf was came in and you know made an impact, especially— Would you describe Eli Wolf as a killer? No, okay. he's not a killer. I don't know if McKitty is, but— it seems that McKitty has a little more athleticism to him, and he has you know more experience actually making a lot of plays. And I don't, I don't say a lot of plays, but catching twenty plus passes a game. Eli Wolf didn't do that at Tennessee. He came season, in and yeah. caught more passes at Georgia than he did at Tennessee. So we'll see if Georgia uses him more than he was used in Tallahassee or not. But I, I do think this is a guy who is going to come in and uh, push for playing time. Again, don't know if he's a killer, but right. he's serviceable. He can catch the ball. Um, you could use him in, in the screen game, which Florida State tried to do a lot. And again, I don't know if he's some dominant run blocker. Probably not. But I think he should be able to get the job done. 6'5", 245. Um, you know, the size is there. Uh, he has some athleticism to him. He's not jumping over anyone. So, here, here's you know. my question. Not to focus on McK- I mean, I feel like, you know, obviously that's the breaking news of the day with McKitty. But, right. But, but I just, you know, when you look at the board, the, the, the bulk of your assets on offense now – or at least the 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 receivers have changed. I mean, that, I think that's the most important thing to to go on here is the receivers have changed, and just in terms of straight up speed. Um, no, no doubt they they got size to go along with it in Roseme and right. Burton, who is big, but Justin Robinson with the six four. But, but here's Burton my, can here's fly my, and Aaron's here's my question though, man, is that when you've got in theory Blaylock back, but you got Pickens, Blaylock, Robertson. Roseme, Burton, Smith, and Robinson. We we don't know. We don't know yet which of those freshmen will be a big deal. Though I have a suspicion uh, that two of them could be very very dangerous for Georgia. At what stage, if you're Jim Col- uh, James Coley and Kirby, do you say, "Ah, right, we got receivers"? You know, we, we we got to the end of last year in November. We barely had receivers because guys were banged up. We didn't have Cager. Get to the championship game. Blaylock goes down. You know, you roll into the Sugar Bowl, and it was basically the George Pickens show. At what stage do you say, okay, whoever it is on the other side, now you're going to have to deal with Pickens, but you also have to worry about Burton. Smith could be in the slot. Um, 
you know, why would you over, I mean, if you can, if you, your personnel has to match, what you do on offense has to match your personnel. In other words, if you have better receivers, obviously you're going to throw the ball more. Right. At what stage do they look at this board and say, well, we have better tight ends than we had last year, but our receivers should be so much better. Why don't we just start focusing more on the receivers in the passing game? I mean, this is still going to be a run for the first Georgia team. You still have Zamir, Kenny, and uh, and Milton coming in. The, 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 those are really good backs. I mean, James Cook's not bad either, and he is utilizing the pass game. It seems to me, man, this could be a very different offense in terms of explosion is what I'm trying to get at at the end of the day here. Well, especially at tight end, but at, at receiver – it's it's a very talented group, but it, again, it's going to be really young. You know, these freshmen yeah. are. I think are going to push playing time, matter, but they're still though. freshmen. And that shit does not matter at receiver. Well, I mean, they still I, need sorry. to be developed a little bit. Some of the, well, you got a guy like Aaron Smith who needs to so focus, George, you know, George, catching George, the ball a little more and running, you know, Pickens, route running and all that. George Pickens was, you know, Dominique and George Pickens. I'm sure they were developed. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I played sports in college. But, well, I do think Georgia needs a second wide receiver to step up. Well, that's the pickets. question is who is that yeah. person? Is it Darnell? Is it is it Burton? Is it Rosemey? Is it Smith? Is it Robertson? Is it Pickens who could be back? Is Matt Landers going to make a jump? That he well, could? it could be Blaylock. With a healthy Blaylock could be your number two. But so then you get man. into a situation where you know Georgia this past year, there was really no threat from the tight ends. Not really. I mean, they didn't scare anybody. It was like, all right, well, we could complete a 20-yard pass or the play could result in 20 yards. All right, well, that's that's a fifth of the field, but that's not, you know, frightening. Yeah. And all of a sudden here now, if you've got Pickens, who everybody and their mother is going to be scared to death of on the other side, you've got Pickens, and now you've got the speed of Smith and the speed of Burton. Not to mention the speed of Demetrius, but, I mean, you know, Demetrius got to – it's go time now. For him, it, I, it was go time last year. Now, just, he, if he just wants to get pay, paid at the next level, he has to <clears throat> really turn it on. But you're right; the speed and explosiveness yeah. is there on the offense, and you definitely have they weapons tied in. They did not have that in 19 the way they did in 18 and 17. People were wondering why Georgia's beating everybody's ass in the conference in 17 and 18, particularly in the division, and then, and then they struggled so much in 19. The big thing was you got easy, cheap points. From speed guys like Miko in particular, but also Terry. I mean, you had, I mean, uh, Wims uh, back in the day. Uh, there's one other one who's not on my board anymore because he's in the NFL. Well, there was Holloman too, but all yeah, these guys helped too. the run game. And when no you know DeAndre Swift was bursting those 50-yard touchdown runs, seemed like once a game almost. A lot of that was because of you know the receivers on the outside making plays. The defense just, couldn't focus on the run. They had it to, helps everything. They had to earn every single yard this year. I mean, I think if you're a Georgia fan, you want cheap, easy points. You want a Friday night date that's going to give it up, and that's what you want to see on the field this fall. You they didn't want, get a lot of easy points this year. Huh? Not at all. They didn't get a lot no. of easy points this year at all. It just didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, they, they were having to earn it all the way. And that's not what you, you know. That's not what you want on offense. I mean, whereas on the defensive side of the ball, they're just reloading now. I mean, but bro, how many explosive plays do you recall? I mean, the only ones I really remember are the LSU game, and that's it. Well, there was the the busted coverage against Tennessee for their lone yes. long touchdown. There was the busted coverage against South Carolina for their only, I think, offensive mm-hmm. touchdown of the game. 
but those were really the only two big ones, like you said, all year where it was busted coverage, boom, and 60 can, yards like that. You those can were, survive one, you know, play like that. I mean, the defense right. was not the reason they lost the South Carolina game. Obviously. No, no, no. So no. you can survive that once a game. I mean, this is the SEC. People are going to make plays. But Georgia, what they did in 2019, just in a paragraph, they didn't have cheap, easy points the entire season. They struggled their way through most of the offensive, uh, most of the year on the offensive side of the ball, certainly from the Carolina game on. They still finished, and I'm projecting here, as the number four team in the country. What's it going to be like when they have explosion? My suspicion yeah. is when they have explosion is that they very well could be the favorite to win the conference. Now, everybody's going to say, well, you know, Alabama or LSU or the Gators. Look, I got to see the Gators beat Georgia at this point. And I think Georgia should still probably have a better defense oh, going do. into next season than those two. So, again, if Georgia can add a little bit more explosion and – consistency on offense it really could be another special year next year and a lot of it has to do with these new freshmen and a lot of these transfers that they've been getting the past few days they've gotten their ass whipped by exactly one program in the last two years and that was lsu twice all the other games they played were you talking about texas or alabama or the south carolina game those are all one score games at the end of the game and you know the the thing that lsu has had the entire time and Clemson has this, and Alabama has ha- has had this, is explosion, Ohio State. Georgia is more methodical, but I really loved Nicole Hardman. I loved him scoring points quick and easy and cheap. Same thing with Terry. I mean, you want a guy who's going to take it 40 yards, no problem. They didn't have that this year. And the question is, with guys like McKitty, I mean, we're not – as you if you're listening to this all the way this deep into the thing, you know we think, hey, McKitty – might not be an explosion guy. He might just be a guy who's a sum of the parts guy. But it helps to have to defend the tight end so that your explosion guys can get rolling. And we're just going to see what these running backs are going to be like when they have one fewer guy in the box. So, Matt, final comments here? I think it was an it was an important piece to add. I'll say that. And he was one of the top you know, tight ends in the transfer portal. So, yeah. um they went out, they needed a second tight end, and they got one of the best through the portal uh, since they weren't able to get another one in the 2020 class. So they got two solid tight ends coming in. One we think is a game changer, or I do, Darnell Washington. And then I think McKitty will give you depth, experience, and it doesn't, you know, it's, it's always good to have a second tight end. Dean Luggy, Matt DeBerry, click down below to see what Matt had to say about uh, McKitty transferring into Georgia. Thanks for listening. Catch us tomorrow here on Dog Post. We'll see you then.